Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. 24 hours later, still just as fun. You have your two beautiful podcast hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. It's true. And just want to start this episode off by saying thank you, everyone. Thank you, and I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm only half sorry. Like, we've had, it's been a crazy week. Uh, yeah, like we I am went sorry. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. If, if anyone's keeping up with our personal Instagrams, we were in Disney with our children for the first time, which was great. And well, uh, Bennett and Marlo's first time, not yes. Scarlett's first time. No, not Scarlett's first time because yes, she was correct. two when we moved. But yeah, for her first time of like really being excited and like knowing a lot of things and being people a and guest, stuff. a real guest. Yeah, and um, also we. Um, we're at a wedding as well, and we partied very hard at the wedding. Also, traveling. Traveling is just never easy. Exhausting. So going <laughs> from Florida to Chicago and uh, or Orlando to Chicago and Orlando back up to Chattanooga. So we're home. Yeah. We made it. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for being a part of this journey. If you're listening and you're like, whoa, I had no idea, uh, follow us at Gray's Academy Pod, at Carmen.Gabriel.Official, at Catically Kelsey, and make sure to follow Instagram updates because not only are they shared to the main Instagram, but we both share them on our personal Instagrams as well. Mm-hmm. So follow along. Yes, please. And then you can also follow all of our silly shenanigans like being in Disney World and going to the wedding. Yes. And just yes. being goobers all of the time. Goobers. Also, do you have you have some uh do you want do you want to make the announcement? Do you want to make the special shout out announcement of our new our new friend. Oh, yes. We have a new Patreon. Bow, 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 bow. Wow, that was incredible. Um, Yes, we have both been talking to our new friend. I'm going to say Danny. Her name is Danny. Her full name is Danielle, but her um, her thing said Danny on it. So I'm going to yeah. say Danny. Shout out. Shout Danny. out. Danny is a really cool. She just found our podcast and she's been listening to it at work. I guess I probably shouldn't say what she does because I'm not going to yeah, give let's away keep all it of her that. life. But <laughs> she's been telling me about her job and it's really cool. Also, her second child was born two days after Bennett. So Hey-o. we're in a very similar place um, right now with that journey. So Yeah. So that's I fun. Also... Anyway, so shout out. Yay, new Patreon friends. You can Hey-o. find our Patreon link in the show notes or the Instagram bio. And let me just tell you, I am cruising through scandals. So get ready for some hot, oh, stanky yeah, content coming soon. Uh, we got to get that going. Uh, man, I'm not going to say it out loud, but man, some shit is going down. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in in the same breath, uh, Danny, uh, was we were, we were messaging on Instagram as well. Shout out. Thanks for uh, the kind words. Uh there was another podcast that she was listening to, and she's like, you guys are just so much fucking better than these guys. She didn't say fucking, and she didn't say so much, but she did say way better, and those fuckers. Uh, so, I'm kidding. Oh I'm ki- I'm <laughs> no. Um, I'm not going to say which one it was, but she did say that our banter kept us here. So, thank you. And it it helps that uh, we're like best friends, and our kids are like each other's god kids. And it's like we also, know each other for a long time. they're just so cute when they're together. Seriously, it's insane. It's stupid. It's unfair. It's truly. so dumb. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about this show. Do you want to tell everyone what the plan tonight? New plan? Yeah, so this is a big episode. If you're a Grey's fan, you you remember this one, right? The two-parter in season four. You remember. You know. You remember. I don't, um, but you do. And in, <laughs> because our last two episodes have already been upwards of two hours, we are anticipating this again. So we are going to try to split this into two one-hour episodes that will be released at the same time. So if you are listening to this, just double make sure that you are listening to them in the right order. So this is going to be Crash Into Me Part 1, Part 1, and Crash Into Me Part 1, Part 2. <laughs> And then next week we'll probably have Crash Into Me Part 2, Part 1 and Crash Into Me Part 2, Part 2. We didn't think that through. No, no, I did. I laughed at it out loud when I was telling it to myself, too. But I think just to make it easier, instead of saying Part 1, Part 1 and Part 1, Part 2 and blah, blah, that other shit that's just so funny. I'm just going to do Part 1 in parentheses 1, 
part one in parentheses two. That makes uh, sense. So this way we're not saying part as many times as we have episodes. <laughs> part one, part one, part one, part yeah. two, part two, part, part one, two, part, part one, <laughs> part two, part two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, so yeah, just uh, if you're seeing this, if you're listening to this in real time, just double make sure that you're listening to the episodes in the right order. And if you're seeing this a million years from now, then you're probably fine. <laughs> it probably yeah. is just playing in the right order. I don't know. Um, okay. So shall we get into it? Do we have anything else to say? Uh, if you are a new listener and you've been turned on to us by our dear friends over at Morning Cup of Murder, welcome. You listen to a wonderful podcast and uh, Karina is a queen. Thank you all for joining we promise to be the best stewards of your auditory experience as we can. That's yeah. it. That's all I got. Yeah. You're like, I'm snacking. Yeah, I really need a pretzel. Chocolate-covered, milk chocolate-covered pretzels from Trader Joe's. I firmly oh. believe these are the best chocolate-covered pretzels in the world. That's high praise. I'm pretty confident in it. Sorry. Okay. Let's talk about Grey's Anatomy. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. This is the ninth episode of the fourth season and the 70th episode overall. And it is called Crash Into Me. Crash Into Me. And that's the song. It's so beautiful. Thank you. If it wasn't if it wasn't a song, you should write that one. Oh, okay. uh, I I listened to it. Uh, Crash Into Me is a song by the famous Dave Matthews band. Spoiler alert, I think they're overrated. I've never been a huge fan of Dave Same. Matthews band. Same. Was yeah. this song already on your phone, though? No. No, and okay. it will I was not like, be. I was like 50-50. I could see it going either way. Here's the thing. I know the song. I've listened to the song. It's it's a very, like, if you've ever We were ever alive heard, in the 90s and early yeah. 2000s, and we've been around <laughs> radios, so we know it. Yeah, uh, and it's been in probably a million, billion, trillion episodes of any show or movie. If it was a show made in the 90s or early 2000s, this song has a 50-50 shot of being in it. Uh, although I guess while I'm saying that out loud, every song in the history of the planet has a 50-50 shot of being in it. It's either it's in it or it's not in it. That's how odds work. Good job. I'm a, math- I'm a mathematician. <laughs> this is going You're wonderfully. Crushing, crushing it. Anyways, uh, it was the it's off the third album. Uh, it was released December nineteen ninety six. Uh, the third album, uh, or sorry, is the it's the third single from their second album, Crash. So the other singles from this was so much to say, crashing to me in two step. Now the charting on this uh, it reaches high as number seven in the United States alternative billboard. And it reached as high as number nine on the adult top 40. Uh, I'm not seeing anything for the album. Although if you guys want to give me a second, I could probably pull, I could probably pull that up to see the charting just real quick. Yep. I got it. Uh, it hit number two on the U S billboard 200. So the album itself hit as high as number two. This particular single reached as high as number seven. Uh, the the lyrics for this song, um, again, it's one of those ones where if you ever, ever heard a movie or if you ever listened to Dave Matthews Band for more than five seconds, you would know this one. Um, but there's there's this line that I kind of had to take a double take on because I was like, did I hear that right? Because, again, not a Dave Matthews Band, not super familiar with all these lyrics. Uh, but it says, into your heart, I'll beat again, sweet like candy to my soul sweet you rock and sweet you roll lost for you i'm so lost for you the chorus uh you come crash into me and i come into you uh in a boy's dream in a boy's dream dirty sexual coming into you in a boy's dream (laughs) remember when your wife yelled in the wedding (laughs) that was (laughs) she was yeah i heard that all the way in the back row were you so proud? I was proud, but also Jessica does this all the time where she thinks that she's being quiet because she's well, yeah, deaf. She's deaf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is it is funny to listen to her and, and people are like, you know, it's endearing. It's endearing at this point. So uh, anyways, that's what I got. Uh, also, again, I, I'm not downloading the song. The song is fine. 
Okay, as as an individual, it's it's a fine song. I can just sing it to myself if I need to listen to it. Exactly. I don't need it on my phone. And quite frankly, you'll do a better job. No offense, Dave Matthews fans. I'm sorry, Dave <laughs> Matthews. And listen, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, and Dave Matthews, overrated. Never been a big fan. So if we ever have a Jimmy Buffett song as a, a title. Uh, I feel like just, we have to at some point. I really don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like there's just so many. Yeah. So just just fair warning to all of you out there. I apologize if I'm offending any of you. So anyways, Kelsey, back to you. Oh, cold chill. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm stressed, guys. There's like tornado warnings in 35 states right now, and we are one of them. And we already had one last night, so my brain is frazzled, but... It's fine. We've got a bathroom to hide in, so it's so great. And you're going to bring the recording equipment into the bathroom, worst case scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if there's a tornado, for sure my internet will continue to work. <laughs> okay. Um, this episode was written by, this is a good one, Shonda Rhimes and Krista, Krista Viernoff. Wow. The two queens. Um, Have we direct- seen Sorry, an episode uh, with where they did it together? They they wrote this one I together. I believe this is the first one they wrote together. Is this going to start some Lennon McCartney shit? Is this what's happening? Do they become? No, the I mean, Christopher oh. has already been on the on the series, and she's written other episodes. This is just the first one they wrote together. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be a whole new can of worms they're opening. I'm excited for this. It's a great episode. They did a great job. Yeah. Directed by Michael Grossman. Aired November 22nd, 2007, 14.11 million views. So down a bit, but also probably like this is Thanksgiving. So oh, that's yeah. probably why. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, the Netflix synopsis. Let's see what gems Netflix has used to describe this episode. An ambulance crash endangers the lives of the paramedics involved, and Bailey treats a patient who refuses her help. Little misleading on that one. I would say an ambulance crash endangers the lives of the paramedics involved. Oh, like the main point of the episode. And then you can be like, Alex plays with fire. (laughs) And is going to get burned. (laughs) Yeah. But luckily, there's a whole bunch of aortic valve blood to douse the fire. Am I right? <laughs> okay, I mean, yes. Alrighty. Well, not not aortic valve. That's in the heart. What was? What's the? What is no, it? No, it's uh, the carotid carotid artery. Carotid artery. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilies. Okay. Mm, guys, they found Alec Murdoch guilty. Okay, sorry. I'm yeah, Jessica, Jessica told me that. <laughs> Jessica yeah. was telling me that too. I have no as idea. They Listen, should. It's as wild. Uh, we can do man. a Patreon about that because I like knew very little about it, and I did a deep dive into it. And holy shit, is it wild! Like the the turns and the twists. They're they're just nonstop. Okay, <clears throat> so first we will recap this episode for you. This is the episode where everyone is minding their own business and unloading an ambulance and another ambulance plows into the ambulance bay at full speed, hits the first ambulance and the first ambulance flips upside down. And it's bad. Terrible. That's pretty much. Also, this episode is the one where Bailey has to operate on the guy with a giant swastika tattoo on his abdomen like a psychopath. Which let me just tell you, I did not see that coming. Are you making Nazi jokes? It's twenty. I did not intend to. I didn't <laughs> intend to. But as I said it, I was like, I need to stop because it's a pun. Uh, but there was no pun intended when I said that. Okay. Uh, I did not see with my eyes that mm-hmm. coming. Uh, but but I was like, dang, okay, this dude is racist. But like, why? Because I, I was so confused because his partner is a black woman. Yeah. But that's why I was like, so is then I thought maybe there's something like he's got like a deformity and he's embarrassed, like really embarrassed. But I did not, I didn't, I didn't see um, the swastika coming. I didn't. Yeah, um, that's because no one's assumption is ever going to be this person for sure has a swastika tattoo, and that's what giant. Hiding. 
giant swastika tattoo. The literal size of his abdomen. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so then uh, what, uh, we, we meet uh, Dr. Evil's son. Seth Green. Yes. Pretty pretty big name for a yep. cameo. Uh, it's pretty Seth, short. It's only four letters. S-E-T-H. Seth Green is Seth Green is uh he's pretty famous at this point. Like Family Guy's been on a while. He did what was that other show? Um Chicken Robot Chicken, that was him, right? Uh, I think so. And then he also did wait, hold on. Did he? Did he not? He did something like that. Are you thinking not Seth that. McFarland? No, Seth McFarland also did Family Guy, but Seth McFarland did not do Robot Chicken. Right, but okay, yeah, okay. Seth Green he, is he was the voice on... of Chris on Family Guy. Hand Are you to God. serious? I'm so serious. Wow! I'm kind of shocked I didn't, that you didn't know. know that. <laughs> wow, I'm like not fucking with you right now. I did not yeah. know that. That's okay, incredible. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, all right, great. But he was also, in, he's in a ton of stuff. He was in, again, Austin Powers. He was mm-hmm. in uh, Sex Drive. Um, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Scooby-Doo, Unleashed. yep, yep, yep. That, that's most famous for his role <laughs> yeah, in Scooby-Doo sure. 2, Monsters Unleashed. The original It, which I will never watch. Yeah, no. No, too scary. Yeah, so many, uh, many things. But yeah, he yeah, did do Robot Chicken. I was right. I did not make okay. that up. Uh, yeah, he's in a ton of stuff, and I, I recognized him right away, and I was glad that he was there. Um, but then we also have... <laughs> glad that what? he was there. I'm glad that he was there, yeah. Nice, friendly face, friendly, familiar face. But I also recognize that Jacob guy. Uh, he came in with uh, some heart issues, ends up getting a piece of shrapnel in mm-hmm. his leg. Like you um, do when you go to the heart, when you go to the hospital for heart pains, and then, yeah. and then you have shrapnel in your leg. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the return of Ava mm-hmm. yet again, yet again. Uh, what else? What else do we have? A lot of Rose in this episode. A lot of good Rose uh, moments. Mm-hmm. There that's was a what burp. I think about Rose. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, so, so I think those are the main. So this is the recap that um, that ABC presented us before the show aired on. Network television in 2007. Derek has decided to date. Izzy and George, I guess, are broken up. Bailey is chief resident. Rose is there. They're broken up? So at the end of last episode, they're like, I would just want my best friend back. And then in this episode, she goes into a room where he is sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag. If they are together, he is asleep in her bed. I did I not even watch this episode? I saw that. I saw that scene. How did I not realize that? I thought that well, he was in a sleeping bag. He wasn't just yeah. joking around. I thought she walked back into. I thought she left her room to watch Meredith and Christina dance and went yes. back to her room no, because she, she went even to said another room. But she even said we should be happy. Yeah, because they're best friends and she's jealous of Meredith and Christina being best friends. So they're broken up. I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not 100% confident, but I feel pretty confident. What the fuck? Gosh, this is all. Okay. You know what? All of you listeners out there, this is real. I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) It's very confused. I am so confused. Okay. Hold on. Oh my gosh. I mean, I believe it. If that's the case, I believe it, but I didn't see that coming. Yes, you did. I mean, but not going to stay together, but not like this. I thought they'd have a big like falling out. They just they talked and said, I want my best friend back. And then that was it. That's we're supposed to be. We're led to believe they broke up. They're not just having a lover's quarrel or something. Or maybe George gets his best reading done in a sleeping bag on the ground. I don't know. Okay, we have stuff to talk about. I can't I can't be derailed by this because I could just sit here and let this ruin my whole mood. Where do do you want? What do you want to talk about first? Who's who who are we starting with? Should we start with fucking George and Izzy, I guess? <laughs> yes. They're pretty sure they're... Yeah, okay. Confirmed. They're broken up. Sheesh. Damn. Rest in peace. Was it a prediction? I said they wouldn't make it past the end of season four. Uh, four so I win, <laughs> I guess. Um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe in the next episode, there's like a more finale... Finality to it. Finality. Yeah. Like happening. Nice. Perfect. Such a yeah. good word. Finality. All right, so Finality. I am really annoyed with Izzy all all this episode because yeah. she's like 
I'm going to go be hardcore. And then it's just her brown nosing to Han and Han shooting it down and Christina being pissed at her. Like, dude, just shut the fuck up. And she like, do my thing. You do your thing. We're good. Uh, I don't like that storyline. I kind of appreciated at least that Han was not like, she didn't seem really um, disrespectful towards Christina in this episode, as we have previously seen other than when um, Bailey pulls her off and then Christina like starts to be like, what? And she's like, just take it up with Bailey. Yeah, exactly. Which is fair. She doesn't know. She didn't ask any questions about it. So yeah. Um, Han. The only, the only note I wrote for George this whole episode is that I actually like George and Derek in the same scenes together. Yeah. This was not a terrible episode for George. I feel like we're at a turning point where maybe, maybe we won't hate him anymore. I'm trying to remember like maybe something else happens and we'll hate him again, but I feel like we're, we're at an okay spot where we're at the very least we're taller. We're going to be tolerating him. I, yeah, it's, I don't hate him as much. He's still my least favorite character on the show, but he's not terrible in everything he does. Also because there was, I don't remember what he did, but when Izzy, uh, so the, the the scene what were the notes I wrote this so obviously Izzy is was mad at Meredith and Christina blah 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 they're dancing they have a tight friendship and George is like shut the fuck up like do you want to dance I don't understand what your problem is and then she's like nah I'm going to work blah 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 and he does something with a book I don't remember what he does but like he has a little bit of physical comedy there where he like just throws his fucking book or he like puts it on his face or something yeah, George he, he, like, put it on his face <laughs> you're funny do more of the physical comedy shit let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, um yeah, I'd also he was doing he was doing good this episode with uh with everybody, with Derek and with Bailey. And also it annoys me when Izzy is mad that Meredith and Christina are friends. Like everyone's going to have friends and sometimes you're tighter friends with some friends than other friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, friend. You know, it just doesn't have to be a de- a thing. Yeah, it doesn't. And like it's okay. she's better friends with George. And if anyone had tried to be better friends with George than her, she would have lost her ever loving mind. So someone tried to marry him and she lost her mind. <laughs> she really did. You have made a terrible mistake. Gosh, I know Meredith is dead in there and it's okay because George, you made a terrible mistake and now's my time to tell you. And I then later I will fuck you and ruin your marriage. Ha ha. The long con. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. Izzy's just not. Izzy's really my least favorite. I know George is your least favorite, but Izzy's really my least favorite. And that's I think okay. I, I think I probably hate Izzy more than I hate Derek. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I don't talk about it as much because there's less people in the world that are obsessed with her. In my opinion, I feel like a lot of people really love Derek. And I feel like I need to present evidence to the contrary. And I feel as though <laughs> <laughs> this is your cross to bear already, already know that Izzy kind of sucks. So I don't really need to convince anybody on that. On that. This front. is really the reason you made the podcast. You're like, yeah, let's so. do this podcast, Carmen, so that I, I can need just to convince one lives. more person. Yeah. You're going to be the vessel at which I change lives around Derek's perception. This is great. You know what? Anyways, no, no regrets. Do you want to talk about Christina in this episode real quick? Any any thoughts you have specifically with your your girl? Uh, you know, there's not really much for her here. It's I not love, a lot. I love the dancing it out at the beginning. <laughs> dancing makes you brave. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Dance. I did like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. She's like, stop talking about it. I just don't give a shit about Derek. We're dancing. We're dancing our problems away. Mm, 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 mm. Dancing, 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 dancing. Mm, 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 mm. It's great. What song are they dancing. dancing to? Sorry, this is this is an audio podcast, guys, but you'll have to for take now, someone's word for it. My dancing, dancing is impeccable. Also, I've, there's so many facial expressions to. lost. So many facial expressions lost in this podcast because we give you a lot each other a lot of looks, and there's a lot of facial things that we don't get to share on this auditory podcast. But anyways, it's we respect true. I that. make a lot of faces. That's true. Um, so, okay, Izzy, Christina, George... Meredith, Meredith and Derek. What the fuck? I'm d- she wants to tell him not to see other people. She wants to tell him to be that they are going to be exclusive, that she's putting in the work, that she sees that he is dating other people, but she thinks he can she thinks she can be the people that he is dating. 
And I lo- I want that for her if she is ready. If she is ready. She, and she, if he I, is ready, which he has done no work on himself ever because he thinks he is perfect, but it's fine. <laughs> at least he knows what he wants. That's his whole argument. He's like, I know what I want. So this, because of that, I'm healed. And Meredith's only downfall is she doesn't know what she wants. No, she wants what she wants. She knows what she wants. She just doesn't do it. Well, they both have to do work. She needs, yes, she has some other things to address. But also as a couple, they have things to address because truly they've never addressed the whole lying about being married thing. In season seven, I predict that that's going to be the entire season. The entire season is them predict is them talking about Addison, and Addison comes back for one episode. Derek cheats on Meredith with Addison. She gets pregnant with the one egg she has left. This is a wild that's, prediction. That's how <laughs> also we have got to start watching Private Practice. We have like five episodes until she shows back up in Grey's Anatomy. Fuck. Good thing I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, You really don't. You've got this weekend. Yeah. And I'm on solo Marlo duty all weekend. Cool. 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 We got this. Perfect. Maybe at your new job, you can just watch private practice. I hope so. I hope so. Although I'll Um, tell you what, the guy um, who I recognize from Scrubs, who's in private practice is in scandal right now. Which guy? He's, oh, sorry. Uh, the guy who fell in love with the the girl who stole his Porsche or something. Oh yeah, 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 Cooper. Yeah, he's wildly different on Scandal. Oh yeah, he's one of my all, yeah. favorites. So, anyways, not gonna tell you what I think about it. Not gonna tell you what's going on. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Check out Patreon. Um. Okay. So they're dancing it out. Yeah. There's not much with Christina this episode. She's kind of getting in with Han without really any um, issue, which is good for her. And then, of course, that kind of goes off the rails, which is a bummer. We do learn a little bit about Christina, that her stepfather's parents died in Auschwitz, which we knew she was Jewish as per her relationship with Burke when they don't right. celebrate Christmas. Yep. Um, so just a little bit more insight, which we love any insight on anybody. We love the backstories on anybody. Um, did you, I feel like we got some other backstory this episode. So I'm forgetting who it was. Well, we didn't get a lot of backstory, but we see Bailey and her husband. Yeah, Tuck. he sucks. Oh, really? Interesting. Because I'm on Team Tuck. I know Civil War. Really not true. <laughs> no, I'm on Team Bailey, but I understand where he's coming well, from. I'm I understand. On team, I'm on Team Communicate in your relationship. Yes, that's a good point. So, okay, and well, also let's... go into things with the appropriate expectations. Yes. What I was gathering from that, and please tell me if I'm wrong, uh, which I know that you will. That <laughs> I do. It's my favorite pastime. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that he's a stay-at-home dad because of Bailey's career. At Is that this what I'm- point, yeah, that's what, because he was, before I feel like she said he worked at a, I could be remembering this wrong. I feel like she said he worked at a bank previously, okay. before she okay. gave birth. Um. Yeah, the implication is that they decided that he would stay home with the baby. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with both people working. Um, What there is wrong with, something wrong with, is agreeing to that and then being mean about it to the other person when you fully agreed to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And again, if you're in a place where it's not what you want, you're not happy anymore, or you need something else from your partner or whatever you want to go back to work, that's also fine. But you can communicate that like an adult and not like a passive-aggressive teenager. Yeah. What, what She had said something along the lines of, like, I, I'm doing schedules, and he's like, I'm doing fucking dishes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and? So what? But, like, also, just, I understand as someone who has not had that part of their life for the last four months, which is very different because I did not choose that. Uh, And also we have daycare where Marlo Mm -hmm. is still going every day. I understand how there can be resentment building up and I can understand expectations being formed and all of that, but communicate. And Mm -hmm. I'm assuming in their marriage right now, the backstory they're building up, there is no communication happening. There is no creating a safe expectation. Uh, But 
my guess is divorce. I'm going to assume I'm, I'm, I'm predicting divorce. You want to put a timestamp on that? Uh, by season 19. Okay. You want to put a better one on that? <laughs> I'm going to say before, before the end of, I'm going to give it another season before the end of season five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Divorce. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. So yeah, that's just, that's just a bummer. Um, they've alluded to this in the show and really also in every medical show, there's always someone that's like, Oh, you can't date anyone who's not a doctor. Cause like they don't understand. And I don't understand because I am not a doctor. Um, I, I am related by marriage to a doctor who, uh, is excellent at work-life balance and has an excellent and incredible schedule and draws very firm boundaries with his work. And, uh, I think that's really cool. So he's, I, you know, there's just different situations for everybody. I don't think he works at like a trauma center. So I don't know. That's probably the biggest thing with Gray's is that it's supposed to be like, this is where all the emergencies come and this is where all the ambulances crash into each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, f- I just feel like there are obviously a lot of like tropes in medical dramas that like there's just it's so impossible to have a life if you're a doctor. And I am not I would never say that being a doctor isn't like a high demand job because it it is, especially the past three years um, with COVID and everything This anyone in healthcare has gone through something I'm sure n- no one ever imagined and so it definitely is a high demand job but i do think there are times in television shows where they push it and they kind of make it seem like if you the whole thing with ellis you know you can't have both like you can't have the career and you can't have a family or whatever but luckily there are people who are able to do both and props to them because i am sure it takes a lot of work yeah. And that's with that's with any high demand job, you know, or, yeah. or uh, honestly, any any job, period. You have to choose your family. Uh, it's not easy. You have to choose what you want and, and make it happen. And if, well, and I think there's also it, it has to be from on both ends, like your partner has to like right. if you are a doctor, like your partner is going to have to know like, OK, the, you're going to be on days where you're going to have to get pages and leave to go save people's literal lives literal lives yeah so there's definitely a bunch there's definitely com- complexities and layers to it it's like an onion yeah it's um, like an ogre so, yeah and a parfait yeah uh with that being said before we jump into uh i think lexi and alex and ava and that love triangle uh a quick message from our regional sponsors and we'll be back after that And we are back. It's wonderful. Here we are. Everything is incredible. Hopefully there was a sponsor. Maybe there was silence. (laughs) Yeah. If it was silence for you, take a minute to meditate. Take a minute to remember all of our fallen fallen Alex, Ava, and Lexi storylines about to go down (laughs) right now. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Um, I think I understand that Lexi's feelings are hurt. But she understands... She should understand that he explicitly said, I am hung up on somebody else. Now, he did not say, I am still fucking somebody else. (laughs) Which is on him. Again, communication. communication. But, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. He was pretty upfront about not being in a relationship. And yeah, he didn't say he was having sex with anyone else. He didn't ever, I don't think she had any right to think they were exclusive, but I also think it's valid for her feelings to be hurt. I, I'm just confused at why he keeps making so many passes towards her and like the, oh yeah, there, there was an episode where she was like, oh yeah, I came to see the baby or something. He's like, no, you came down here because your legs are still not working because of how I fucked you. And then he kisses her in the hallway with everyone watching. Meredith sees it. And he's he's leading her on a little bit, which I think makes Alex in the wrong think, on this one. I think he's just a horny boy. But horny boys lead girls on. Yeah, that's, well, here's the thing. Again, he was pretty upfront. 
Like, I'm not what you want. I'm not going to, like, be your boyfriend. I'm not going to be in your bullshit drama, but I'll, like, fuck you and kiss you. And that's pretty much what he's done. Yeah. True to Alex's form, true to his word, I guess, because he's being honest, is this good guy Alex? Is uh, honest uh, Alex good guy Alex? <laughs> or is he still bad guy Alex? Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> When it's is not, honesty not, good and when is honesty it's not bad? Best guy, Alex. It's just it's, Alex. It's fine, Alex. It's okay. It's Alex with who could use some help in therapy, probably. Yeah. But luckily for him, he knows what it takes to raise an alcoholic parent, so he can give Lexi some tips, mm-hmm. which is great for their. Yeah, that was also in the recap, but um, they didn't really touch on it again in this bit. Yeah, well, Thatcher was there for like a second and that was it. Yeah. Um, well, in when Meredith and Derek were like finishing up their closet sex, she says something about, oh, like, it's fine if Thatcher's drunk. He's not my problem. Lexi's not my problem. And yet again, we have someone call her out. Like, if you don't care, then why do you literally never stop talking about it? Yeah. Which is good, a good job, question. Derek, calling it calling it out. We Um, need answers, people. Yeah, we need a lot, like therapy. Need a lot. Everyone in this hospital (laughs) should be lining up in between surgeries for therapy. Or maybe they could put a therapist in the OR, and they can all have their therapy sessions whilst they cut people open. Bring back Norman. Bring back Norman. (laughs) Uh, Norman, what a gem! I want to see him come back to the show as Mr. Gilmore. That and unfortunately they go, does not happen. You look like someone that we used to know work here. Somebody that I used to know. Um, so, yes, Alex and Lexi, she is like into. She's flirting with Seth Green. Seth Green's flirting with her, but she's like, oh, I'm like dating this guy and he seems like a jerk, but he's secretly a nice guy. Um, which, you know, we definitely have seen both of those sides of Alex. So we understand how she's gotten there. And Seth Green has also had a previous relationship and poorly where his ex-girlfriend broke up with him because he had a big old gross tumor on his neck. I yeah. Guess. The exact words was she was a vapid narcissist, <laughs> which, you know, great so, use of the word. So vapid. is Carmen. And yet he gets to be married. So interesting. Some people well, just make it work, I guess. I don't have a tumor on my neck anymore. That's, Thanks, yeah, Dr. Sloan. That must be it. That would be the that would be the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, honestly, that's the, the, the without the tumor. That's the only thing keeping Jessica and Marlo in my life. Yeah. So don't grow a tumor on your neck. So, yeah, I guess we could say specifically, so he had a tumor on his neck that was cutting into his artery. So Sloan had to go in and, like, clear it all out. And because of that, there is the titsiest bit of skin protecting his carotid artery, which if you know anything about medicine, you know that, like, that's a pretty bad artery to have exposed or cut as, like, all of your blood can pour out of it in, like, less than two and a half minutes, I think is the number it's that and then like the one in your um thigh it's like a femoral artery yeah 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 yeah, that's the one um and those are the two that if you've ever watched any like war movie that's Mm -hmm. the one where they're like okay it's your carotid it's your femoral you're you're toast you're done nothing to be Uh, done nothing to be done uh here's the thing Terrible foreshadowing, because the second they introduce him, you know that thing is going to rupture. Yes, tell me your thoughts. So they get him in the room. Everyone's there. And Mark is like, hey, guys, uh, if this thing explodes like an oil geyser striking oil, fix it, then page me in that order. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) I would want him running up there while they're trying to fix the bleeding because what if the bleeding never stops? He just gets the page that he's dead. Well, here's the thing. I think if you're in there alone, the priority is not make the phone call. The priority is do your best and then hopefully like yell for help or get someone at some point to assist. 
and Paige. Yelling Ward. should be good enough. They're yelling and say, Paige, Dr. Sloan, or help, or this guy's gonna die, or something. You could obviously scream any one of a billion things. Just it not does fire. feel like maybe more than one person should be in there at all times. <laughs> they should have a security guard standing there at all times, or Mark should just stay there at all times and just well, sleep in the bed next to him. No, I'm kidding. Busy. I'm kidding. Uh, but it is so yes what what were your thoughts obviously that it was going to blow so here's the thing i when him and lexi were talking at the end of the episode i paused and i was like how much time is left in this episode and it was like a minute and 30 seconds and i was like (laughs) i I wrote specifically it's going to explode right now here it comes (laughs) yes i i knew so Shonda and Krista, listen, you guys did a great job with this episode overall. But this last two minutes of the show, she takes the thing off. The the, the bandage comes off. It's not we're going to check the wound. You, she's totally redoing it. It's off. It's exposed. You, they zoom in almost. They might as well have zoomed in on it, starting to pulsate. I'm like, it's, it's, it's coming. It's, this is easy. Writing's on the wall. Just like the blood is on the wall, okay? Well, and we have to make... I mean, there has to be... It's a two-part episode. There has to be a cliffhanger. Exactly. That is a very good cliffhanger. Like, let's oh, like, it's be great. real. I'm, I'm a, not good. It's so a great I remember watching this episode on air, right? Did and, you Did you know it was coming? Did you know that the explosion was coming? Like, this guy is going to burst. Did you I feel mean, it, I, too? I was like, yeah, this is obviously... Like, there's a lot happening in this episode. We're out here... We're out here killing paramedics. We're out here being shitty racists. Like there was a lot going on. They were not pulling any punches in this one. Like it was just all out for everybody. Um, again, this is around the right. This uh, was written and filmed before the writer's strike, but aired during the writer's strike. It was billed as like a two part episode. So obviously we knew going in, like there was going to be some kind of cliffhanger because that's the way they do it um at this also just to clarify at this point carmen has only seen the first part he has not yet seen he is experiencing this the way we all experienced it he has watched it and now we'll have to wait a couple days to watch again well probably five days till we watch the next one five or six yeah, something so like that i'm gonna make him sit and be antsy about it i am and here's here's the thing that i like about that scene is like they were they spared no expense with that blood they said how much how much fake blood can we get guys spew it across the yeah, room it's like, all over lexi uh, our entire budget right now <laughs> on this great. blood uh so i was a fan of it the pulsating the explosion uh, uh right on his neck is great i i don't want him to die uh but i've got a feeling he's gonna die i think everyone in this episode that they that we've that we've met is going to die except for the ambulance driver with seizures. She seems like she's got something that can fix. Everyone else is going to die. Oh wait, Nazi guy lives. He's going to have to live. But we'll talk about that later. Um but yeah, no, I I I thought it was funny. They made him a really good likable character so that if he does die it's going to be a sad situation. Uh he did not hide at all the hots he had for Lexi. I respect that because he was nice about it. He wasn't like a creepy guy. He was just flirty and you know doing his thing mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i got for him that's all the notes i have for uh for seth green nick nicholas nick with the neck <laughs> nicky neck nice um okay so all for Nick. So yeah you think he's gonna wow a bold move to say everyone's gonna die except for the two paramedics yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. Should we? We move got on Jacob. To... We got Jacob. Jacob. We got uh, Han and Mark. <laughs> yep, Han and Mark. Love that. Uh, okay. Wait. We didn't really. We talked about Lexi and Alex. We didn't really talk about Ava. She just forces him. She's like, "Hey, she, sneak me in." Also, she you... shows back up, and he's just like, "Yes," <laughs> right back into it. I. I didn't really get that vibe. I feel like he was annoyed. Like, why are you here? You don't think they just went to bone? I don't think so. Uh, they did. They for sure were boning. What? Did they show that? No. I guess she wanted to, and then she was. But here's the thing. if they, I just feel like. Did they you just at least... spoil part two? 
They already part boned. two part. No, no, but I mean, yeah, no, I, not in this episode. They didn't. But they bone in the next episode. Does well, he have they, a reason with Ace with Ava and Lexi? That's my prediction, everyone. <laughs> At, in the next episode, <laughs> Alex, dream, Ava, and I'm Lexi. Sure. Not for Alex. He, de- you don't think that's Alex's dream? Oh, I thought you were saying that's my dream. My dream no. is for Alex to have a threesome with that. And Zoe, I thought you were saying. No, no. Well, you want everyone to have threesomes. I want everyone to have sex. No one else gets to have a threesome until I get a threesome. Well, you're not trying to have threesomes, though. So I feel like <laughs> doesn't really track. We should make an app. Okay. And it's just called <laughs> threesomes. I'm afraid of where this is going. <laughs> It's like Tinder for threesomes, and you have to sign up as a couple. That's like mostly, oh, there's a lot of people on, on the apps looking for thirds. Okay, all right. Missed my calling. I was, who Anyways. was I just talking to about this? Um, I don't remember, but like, because there's so many dating apps, right? There's Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and Grinder, And then there's one, I think it's either called She or Her, and it's like Grinder, but for um, gay women. But a lot of people will just go on it and they're signed up as couples looking for a third. But I agree. There should just be an app for that because like there are genuinely just people trying to like find significant others on these apps. And then other people are on here just being like, and sometimes they'll put it on their profile, like, Oh, looking for a third. And sometimes these, like I had a friend who would talk to people like back and forth and like, for a day or two and then the person would be like oh also i'm married and my husband and i just actually are trying to have a threesome and she's like that's not the vibe no so i agree there should be an app just for that and honestly there probably already is let's be real we if there isn't one we made the idea and this is now eminent domain and we have it don't steal it we trademarked it. don't take our stuff <laughs> it's called intellectual Gray's, property theft. gray's academy threesome finder so oh, what a- <laughs> <laughs> what a good branding name. It'd be so easy. Um, oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Anyways, I yeah, I got the vibe that Alex was annoyed that Ava was Ava was there. Interesting. But he still but, snuck her into the surgery. Because she peer pressured him in to it, and Alex didn't want to look like no punk in front of this girl. I, he looked annoyed the whole time to me. But, like, I just think if he really didn't want her to be there, then he wouldn't have snuck her into the surgery. I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm torn when while I'm thinking about it. I just don't. Because how long was that episode ago when he's like, I'm still hung up on someone else? That was like three or four episodes ago, right? Yeah, it was just whenever the first one he sleeps with Lexi is. And that, well, I guess in Grace time, that's like four days ago. Yeah. Probably not very long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess he's probably not over Ava. Um, he's not, but it is weird that we like, they kind of like, they wait until we forget about her and then they like bring her back in real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to, I got to see what goes on with the next episode. It's definitely, he doesn't seem to care in the operating room when Izzy's like, oh, look at that. Oh, ho, ho. you're in for a treat. And Alex's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I don't care. And then Han is even like, hey guys, shut up. This is important. Go fuck yourselves. But I, yeah, I guess Alex really doesn't care that they see each other because worst case scenario, Ava's not there. She's back with her life. She doesn't have a leg to stand on to be mad at him. And to your point, Lexi doesn't have a leg to stand on to be mad at him because he was upfront and honest from day one. I don't know. I got to see what happens next episode. Those are my thoughts though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, when she says, oh, he's just a jerk, like when Lexi says he's just a jerk, like, why? What has he done that makes him a jerk? Because, I mean, he was honest about being hung up on someone else. I guess the only thing is he didn't explicitly say, I'm still sleeping with the other person. But like, if they never had the conversation of being exclusive, but also she definitely seems like the type of person who just probably thinks anyone that she's sleeping with is only sleeping with her. Maybe she tells people it's her boyfriend. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I do see that. Uh, it is that that scene in general was a good scene because I didn't expect Lexi to high ground it uh, mm-hmm. because Ava's like, oh yeah, no, I'm here for for that doctor right there, 
And she was like, oh, Dr. Sloan, yeah, no, he's the best. And then she's like, no, 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 that that one. She points at Alex. And then Lexi, Lexi was like, yeah, no, I don't know him. Don't know him at all. Yeah, so she, she high-roaded him. It was big of her. She didn't She didn't out him because, I mean, I don't think Ava would have taken that very well, let me tell you no, what. No, no. Uh, anything else on that on their love triangle? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I wanted to say. Let me go to my Alex notes, my Alex notes section. I mean, I'd love to hear what you think about it. Like what you think's going to happen. I... I don't think Ava's going to actually end up leaving her husband. I think that we have a Fitz and Olivia Pope and Melly situation on our hands where Fitz, I guess this is showing where I'm at in the show. Fitz <laughs> isn't going to leave Melly. He's just going to longingly love Olivia from far away and then go bone on the floor of a home in Vermont. Yeah, like you do. Like you do. Sometimes you just have to build a house in the middle of nowhere so that you can take your mistress there and have sex with her amongst your furniture. And your jam jars, your empty jam jars. No jam for you. No jam for you. Yeah, I don't think Ava's going to leave her husband. She's got a kid. Also, where is the kid? Guessing I just husband. Yeah, but like she just, what is she telling her husband? Hey, I got to go see this guy out in Seattle. She's just buying, like if Jessica just was gone and I'm <laughs> taking care of Marlo, I'm going to need physical proof. I'm going to need to see Instagram stories of you being where you're at because I'm not about to let you go cheat on me. No, no one's cheating on anyone in this family. Well, that but the seems husband. fair, but you should also trust each other. But he also probably does seem to be trusting her too much. Yes. But also, they were not in a good place before she lost her um, memories. So who's to say what's going on? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know at all. But that's, that's one of the things I was like, okay, where, where the hell is the baby? I don't know what is going to happen with them. I don't like the storyline in general. I think it's a dumb storyline, personally. The, I, it adds drama, and obviously it's like, oh, hey, welcome back, Ava, Rebecca. Sorry, whatever your name is, whatever you're calling yourselves these days. Uh. <sighs> Alex being with a woman who's married in general just seems dumb because he's always seemed to not like that idea in general. Okay. Well, what are your, I mean, what do you think, who do you think he would be better with Lexi or Ava? Addison. Okay. Well, Um, he should be so lucky. I know. Honestly, he doesn't even deserve that. Uh, he, He probably, I mean, I don't know. Neither. Ava seems to really like him. Lexi seems to like the idea of him. Yeah. But it's weird because of, I don't know, like she doesn't really go. She's not the kind of, from what we are presented by her, she doesn't seem to be the type of girl to be with an Alex, which is why he gives the speech of like, I'm not what you want. Lexi's going to end up with George. Okay. Lexi. George. George. George O'Malley. (laughs) Yeah. No. Oh, thanks. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up. Not George Santos. No, no, not that one. Uh, Caligridis. Oh, George Caligridis. That that would be a twist. (laughs) Once ABC got. He's pretty gay. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's gay. He's married to a man. I did not know that. Yeah. Good for him. Love is love. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I okay. So I when when I'm sorry, Lexi and George are gonna get together. Yep, that's what I'm deciding. I'm deciding that that's I'm manifesting it. George and Lexi, and you're looking and at me because you're giving me that look as like, how the fuck did he just guess that right? Because that's the whole plot of season nine is their marriage. I'm incredible. That's. It's an audio podcast, but I assure you, listeners, that's not my face. <laughs> She's um, she's overcorrecting to not show her. When hand. is when are they gonna get together? Next episode, part oh, two wow. of Crash into Me. Bold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, when no. she's still is she still covered in Nick's blood? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. She doesn't shower. It's part of the aphrodisiac. Mm, tasty. 
Mm-hmm. It's right behind oysters as nature's aphrodisiac. The blood of a carotid artery of a man who is reddish-tinted hair. <laughs> That's so specific. Thank it's, you for that. It's, it's why? why am I like the way I am? I would why do these love things come to know why you are the way that you are. Oh. If anyone could tell me, it would really just bring me joy. All know. right, those I don't have any other thoughts on on their situation. Although the other notes I have for Alex is, uh, it was funny in the opening scene when Mark was like, "I'm incredible," and Alex is like, "Congratulations, sir, you're incredible." And Mark is like, "Do not fucking interrupt me, you peasant <laughs> bitch." <laughs> like, why is he still? I do love it. Fawning so much. over his affection, he doesn't even want to be on plastics anymore. It seems like he wants to it's be very on. Very funny. Uh, the. Pediatrics or the baby, the, the what? What is it? Oh, um, he wants OB. to be on OB. That yeah, thank you. When was oh. the last time we even like saw Alex be a doctor? <laughs> Truly, uh, that's a good question. I really cannot remember. Oh, he had a surgery in this episode. He did. He did. A yeah, but thing. like, but I mean that when when have we seen him that it was like a plot point? Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. I honestly cannot remember. He had to force. Uh, the guy to poop he did that thing force a guy to shit don't you just like love it when you have to go to medical school and just to tell somebody to poop <laughs> listen they could they could pay me however much they want i'll tell anyone to poop poop right now kelsey go <laughs> poop, poop right now poop don't tell me when to poop that, I'm, that's, a I'm your doctor lady. i have to I, it's part of my job I'm a I'll grown send, ass bitch i'll send you a bill for six thousand dollars oh that would be america <laughs> go poop uh, Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. What are we talking about? I think we were talking about Mark and Han. Okay. Yes. That was funny, but annoying. And you know, I love Mark, but I'm like, dude, read the room. Yeah. Read when the Ar- room. I like when she put him in his place the first time. The second time was unnecessary, but still funny. So, yeah, he. I'm trying to remember. So the first time. She's like, can you help? And he's like, can you get a drink with me? And yes. she's like, this is time sensitive. I need a yes or no. And he's like, so do I. And she's like, fuck you. I will go find whoever is next in line because um, this is too annoying. And then he says, yes. And then in the surgery, she's like, oh, good technique. And he's like, oh, I was so sad when my mentor died. And she's like, I actually don't give a fuck about you. That's right. <laughs> yeah what did she what, what was the exact quote i said she's not looking for a window into your wounded soul yeah <laughs> a bit harsh i love her from han it was funny but like quite. he quite funny i didn't get a vibe he was hitting on her there i mean maybe mark always has an ulterior motive. i mean i, guess, I wouldn't but. say hitting on her but like definitely i mean it's what she says she's like i was complimenting your technique not looking for a window into your wounded soul like she was just being like oh cool like i've never seen that done that's actually really impressive like you are in fact the best and he's like i mean he definitely took it too far like he could have been like oh this is who i got to study under it was like really cool getting to work with him and i loved learning from him but then to be like, he was like a father to me. He died and I was just torn up for weeks. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't still eat. torn up. This was 10 years Feels ago. so still sad torn in up. my heart. And then, I mean, I just thought it was funny. The only thing that can stave off the sadness is a drink with you, Dr. Hahn. And then some sex, probably. While drinking. Mm. We cheers to each other while mid-orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um... Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with Han? So, she's funny. No, I, she's funny, I think but it was she's funny. Yeah. I'm. I'm. She was I'm, tolerable uh, this episode because again, she wasn't like un um justifiably mean to anybody. I don't think like she was just fine. Uh, Izzy was trying to get on the surgery, and she kind of like leaned into Christina being on the surgery and sent Izzy off to to get Callie to do the shrapnel. Sorry. Um, it's okay. But other than that, yeah, I don't think she was really doing anything crazy. She was just kind of like, I mean, she kind of made an offhand comment to Izzy, like, oh, if you can tear yourself away from the family long enough, go do this and such. And then Izzy was just like kind of care doing the Izzy thing of like being very emotionally connected to the family. This is for Jacob, right? Yes. Yeah. I do want to point out 
where I do you, have you seen him in anything before? Do you have anything that well, I guess we'll we'll figure out uh in in uh Crash Into Me Part One in parentheses two <laughs> for living it for living in Shondaland if this person's in another Shonda show. But uh he was in suits. So he him and Catherine Heigl have existed in a universe together. They were not in the she was not on the show when he was in it, but he was Was uh, he on it for several episodes? He was on it for I think he comes back. Maybe two or three episodes total. Yes, he has a little arc. Yeah. Uh he was a he was a CPA who was who never went to school. He like faked it, but he's a genius. Mm-hmm. So he but he gets caught and then he gets fired. It's sad. Spoiler alert. But uh yeah. That's all I got for him. Just want to point that out. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I think we've gotten all the... The next so. one's going to be all ambulance bullshit. Yeah, I think the next one's the, the one that you guys really want to hang out for. So thanks for thanks for listening to this one. Just uh, go ahead and click play next on your little on your little phony phone or your little computy poot. And uh, yeah. you just hear us run our mouths some more about this show. Because you love us. As you should. <laughs>